Hey, let me show you something. Come on. Come on. All right, welcome back to episode 118 of Chaotically Intolerant. It's been a great day of football. I'll say that. It's been a fantastic day of football. Um, witching hour was insane. Uh, two great games, and then, you know, the the Eagles and, and Cowboys always end in fireworks. So, just, it's a great day to be a football fan. It was, uh, man, the, the late window, I mean, had two games that were kind of duds, but the uh, Cowboys and Eagles really made up for it. I mean, that was uh, truly a game of inches. So many little plays that Dallas didn't make, uh, didn't make. And um, you had some good finishes early, some good feel good stories too. Josh Dobbs, one of them for the Vikings Falcons doing what they always do, finding a way to lose a snatch a defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, it was a, it was a good day of football. We, we needed, we needed a day like this, didn't we? Baseball. Yeah, we definitely did. <laughs> It's it's been I would say the past few weeks have been I mean not duds because it's football, but they haven't been awesome to say the least. And to have something like this, I think it needed it, especially after baseball just concluded. That was it was important. The script writers did good. They did very good. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's go to the let's start with the Thursday game. Um. So the Steelers win 20 to 16. They they just keep doing it. They can't keep keep getting away with it, right? It's crazy. They they've been doing it for as long as Mike Tomlin's been there. So it's not surprising anymore and I think that you know Kenny Pickett you can say what you want his numbers aren't that great. He threw for only 160 yards, but Steelers historically know how to win the big moments of games. They know how to win late in games. They know how to not panic. I mean, some people might feel like they're one of the worst five and three teams we've ever seen, but they're five and three. A lot of teams that would yeah. kill to be five and three right now. And, and they ran the ball well, which when the Steelers win at any point in their history, they run the ball well. And they, they racked up 166 yards on the ground. And Deontay Johnson had a big night. So there's this is not, you know, the Big Ben Steelers teams that are that feel like legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Definitely not. But classic overachievers and the Titans have just kind of they were overachievers for a while. They were kind of like what the Steelers were. They, they, they were kind of like an aspiring Steelers team. And now they just feel like a disappointment. Like they teased us, you know, 2019, 2020. They've got Derrick Henry. He's a great player. Will Levis look pretty solid but they now they just feel like a disappointment i have an opinion on will levis that it's 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 not great right now because of you know he's playing pretty well i would say um 
I think his deep ball does not look good. I think a lot of people say his, his spiral looks awesome, that it's a beautiful spiral. I don't like it. I think that thing looks like it's going to fall right out of the air and into the defender's hands. Maybe it's just me, but I don't like the spiral. I don't think it looks good. He's been great for two games, but when you look at the three three touchdown game to D-Hop, right, two mm-hmm. of those passes, I think, were pretty bad passes. One was a clear OPI on D-Hop. The other one was way underthrown, I think, and D-Hop had to make an adjustment to go get it. The other one was a drop in the bucket. Um, but he hasn't really shown like the typical quarterback things. Now he's able to win, but there isn't a lot of tape on the guy in the NFL. And I wouldn't be shocked if in the next few weeks, he really comes back down to earth. Yeah. I mean, the Titans too, like, are they going back to Tannehill? I mean, this is permanent, right? I mean, we'll have a, they, they can't go back. I mean, they can't, he was horrible. I, I think so. I mean, you know, but then this is now this turns into kind of a rebuild, doesn't it? A little bit kind of growing pains. What do we call this? What are the, what are the Titans? Are they in transition? Well, are, they, are they rebuilding? What? You get rid of Bayard, right? And I think that was like a, okay, they're, they're completely resetting. They're hitting the reset button. They're, they're tearing the whole damn thing down at the end of the year of Rabel might get fired. Um, and then he could go be the DC for, for Belichick. Um, but I feel like, you know, they didn't deal Henry and everyone thought they were going to deal Henry. It's they're, they're just kind of like, I don't want to do it, but they, they just need to rip the bandaid off. It's, it's time. This team is, I mean, you're three and five at this point, you've lost to the Colts who you beat them seven straight games. And now you lost to them and you lose to the Steelers team. That's not very good, but they just find ways to win is there really much left to play for, for this Titans team at this point? Cause you're definitely not winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. They're not winning a Super Bowl. They're, they're just kind of, yeah, they're in a weird state and it's not quite like baseball where, you know, you could trade a guy and get like a few good prospects and you know who those prospects are. I mean, in football, it's you trade them for these picks and you don't know who those picks are going to be. could be yeah. some guy who blows out his ACL and is never the same. So this idea, you know, we trade Henry, and is that the way that you start a rebuild? I guess maybe if you get a first round pick for him, that's pretty good. But yeah, it's it's a shame. It's a shame because it felt like the Titans were close. It felt like they yeah. were close, and if they had someone, you know, step in at the quarterback position and elevate above Tannehill, they might have had a chance to win the whole thing. But he just knew that he just knew he wasn't going to be the guy. But hey, I just saw a thing on uh, as a headline. We want a little side bars on ESPN it was Steelers are good at nothing except winning the game that's at the end of the day that's all you got to do right we all said and you know I think I really think Titans fans are going to look back on that AJ AJ Brown trade and think what the fuck were yeah they doing? well that was supposed I, to be part of a rebuild and that hasn't done much for him so I mean you would have thought he, he could have been a big help you would think in the last three years how long has he been in Philly three seasons now um, I want to say just two, right? I think last two. year when they got him, or was he there in 2021? I, I, I feel like he, it's just last year. Uh, and, you know, that, that's what elevated the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, he went to the Eagles just last year. So he was a Titan for three years through 21. Um, and you know, the Eagles were a nine and eight team in 2021 that got hammered in the wild card game by the Bucks. 
they add A.J. Brown. I'm not saying it was just A.J. Brown, but that was a big reason that they took that leap to Super Bowl team last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even last year, you look at the Titans, they missed the playoffs. I think A.J. Brown could have been a big help for them. Sure. He really could have. They, You know, he could have put them over the top just to not lose that many games, you know, down the stretch. Um, But – I think Titan, yeah, Titans fans are going to be thinking about that for a long time. Uh, let's go to the Germany game. I'm sick and tired of the international games. I'm yeah, already right. sick of them. The yeah. the first, oh, I think nice. when they have two and they're spread out, I'm happy with them. It's fine. It's, it's a cool little thing. You get a little treat in the morning. It's too many. I don't care about bringing the international market, bring the NFL Europe back. That's what I care about. Right. Um, the Chiefs only put up 14 offensive points. Is, yeah. is this a sign for panic yet? Yeah. Um, by the way, I agree with you on the international games. 2006 was the last year that went through an NFL season, didn't have a game played outside the United States. Colts won the Super Bowl that year, by the way. Colts are playing in Germany next week. Um, cause for concern? No. Um, I looked at it and I was like, well, first of all, of course, how ironic that Tyree kills fumble wins a game for the Chiefs. That was the difference in the game. Mm-hmm. Um they're not quite the same explosive offense right now, the Chiefs, but the Dolphins, I looked at the Dolphins. I take more away from it for Miami, right? You could say, well, Miami beat Denver 70 to 20, and then Denver beat the Chiefs last week. So how come Miami couldn't beat the Chiefs? Well, the NFL doesn't work that way. Miami's three losses have been to elite teams, and there's two schools of thought. You say, well, do you lose to good teams and maybe you're still good because it's okay? Those are excusable losses. I kind of feel almost the opposite because they've kind of like, – even today you looked at 21 to 14. Miami kind of got flattened. It was an ugly, ugly first half. Mm-hmm. Pass protection was a problem. They got hammered by Philadelphia, and they really got hammered by the Bills. Philly, Philly, them. they were in that game. Their penalties really killed them. They, I think they really – and Philly had no penalties, if I'm, if I'm correct. Well, okay, so maybe I, I – my memory was fuzzy on that one, but they lost that game by 14 points yeah. and penalties killed them today, sacks and penalties. And so to me, that's always coaching. And and it's a sign that you have problems on your offensive line. And we already knew that because to a tiger of you know, it's a hazard risk. And the chiefs are just the, the chiefs are the Steelers, but better They They find ways to win and they're good. Right. And it's like, I'm looking at the AFC and I see, Oh, okay. Miami's got six wins and, Buffalo is supposed to be pretty good. Cincinnati is supposed to be pretty good. And the Jags are six and two. And I know the Ravens are playing well, but it just feels like all that other stuff is noise. And then there's just the chiefs. And so until I see somebody really like a good team, a contending team go in and kick the stuffing out of the chiefs or I mean, that's kick the stuffing. I know Denver beat them last week. That just felt like one of those weird. Well, yeah. I mean, you look at it, Mahomes was sick and I know a lot of people don't like to use that excuse, but when, when you're the Super Bowl champions, you've won it twice in the last five years. You've been there so many times. I think you do earn the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, of course. And and Mahomes had never lost a division road game. So it was just at some point yeah. that was going to happen and Denver's playing better. So, um, but it, it still feels like the Chiefs are on their own plane in the AFC. It may not be that much higher now. It may be a little more, the, the, the app may have closed a little bit, but they just, again, they just find a way. Miami and Tua still it may, it may kept them in the game, but they 
both quarterbacks were under 200 yards. I mean, we were like thinking, oh, Dolphins, Chiefs, this could be like 41 to 38. What a fun game this is going to be. And each team scored two offensive touchdowns and both quarterbacks had. And, and maybe there's something in under 200 yards. Both Maybe there's something to this, you know, playing at 930 in Germany. I mean, this game at Arrow, you wonder, and I'm not saying it would have been different, but if they played this game at Arrowhead Stadium, of course, you got to have the Tyreek Hill story. Would have been fun to see him, you yeah. know, with the crowd and all that, number one. And two, you wonder if this that game would have been like 31 to 28 if played at Arrowhead on a Sunday at four o'clock Eastern. You know what I mean? And it's, it just, yeah. you're, 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 you're like the NFL has beyond watered down. And I feel for guys like you that are, are this is more like the time you're growing up watching football. And to me, it was 15, 20 years ago. And it was just, all, it just feels different now. And you're right. The international games, that's a bad thing. That Thursday night football, if I could have two wishes when it comes to football get rid of probably both of the well on 17 games of course i'm 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 perfectly fine with thursday night football i think honestly it's more taken over monday night football monday night football is a historic thing i think it has to be there no matter what but the the thursday night football games have been a lot better than the monday night games just in matchup quality i think just even preseason matchup quality you look at some of these monday night games like what the fuck are they thinking when they're putting these teams together um but you do look at the sunday night game last week even even preseason, who thinks of Chicago and, and L.A. in L.A. being the, the game? I mean, you had the 49er game, 49ers, Bengals, two Super Bowl, preseason Super Bowl contenders. Could have put them there. I mean, there, there was a few other games you could have put over a non-rivalry game in a city that literally does not care. They don't give a fuck about football. Um, but whatever. Uh, I... I I want to get back to the Chiefs because the international, I just can't stand it. Get rid of the international games. Fuck them. They're horrible. Um, there's no there's no formula to succeed in the international games. Miami got there late. They got there early. They came out flat. The Chiefs got there late. They came out and they were actually a little hot to start. You know, they went up 21-0. Kansas City's earned the benefit of the doubt for me. That Until they lose, they will always be the favorite in my book. They will always be that. And even, you know, they'll, they'll always be a top five team because you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, two probably top three combination tight end quarterback, I would say, um, of all time. I mean, there's obviously Brady and Gronk and, you know, Tony Gonzalez never really had that Hall of Fame quarterback to, to be considered a, a top combination. Um, I, I mean, you look at Miami. This is, I mean, it's a problem. They're they're on fraud watch here. My, I mean, Mike McDaniel, especially at the end of the game, he freaks out. I think he, I think his play calling freaks out because they run the ball well. Raheem Mostert, 12 for 85. He was averaging 7.1. On that final drive, he had a 25-yard rush and a 19-yard rush to get him into Kansas City field goal range. He had um, just over a minute, two timeouts, and you don't run the ball at all after that. You try to throw it four times in a row. And about that too. Yeah. And, and how about, you know, you're, you're going to be a competent football team and you're playing another big team and you lose the game on a fumbled fourth down snap. I mean, yeah. And, and I mean, to a, to a missed a touchdown because he, the ball flew at like slipped out of his hand. What the fuck was that throw? I mean, the thing went 10 yards short. I know. And I'm a Tua apologist. I think he's actually better than, than a lot of people expect. I don't think he's the MVP anymore. I think this was the game that says you're not the MVP because this was a big game 
this was a very big game and they lose this. I mean, you just, you know, you could possibly get the number one seed over the chiefs. If you win this game, you're probably going to win the division who in the AFC East. I mean, Buffalo is right there, but they're not, they're really not. Let's, let's have that conversation. Not yet, but Buffalo is not there. Yeah. The, the, Chiefs are the new Patriots. I mean, just whatever, however you would see the Patriots winning games for two decades. It's just, this is what, this is exactly what the Patriots would do. And, and just, I know, I know, especially the Patriots, because everybody is dancing on their graves, acting like their season's over. When they lost to Denver, people were saying, oh, Mahomes is done. Mahomes is horrible. We did the same thing with Tom Brady. I don't, I don't understand why we're doing it. I don't understand why we can't just learn from our mistakes but the Chiefs are going to be there in wishful January. Thinking. Of course, it's wishful and, thinking. Yeah, they, they, yeah, the Patriots never lost. Would never. I mean, never. But rarely lose two in a row. They don't lose after five. I mean, they and they don't lose division games. They never lost division games, and the Chiefs barely lose division games. Right, right, and and it's the other teams just make mistakes, and they would the Patriots would wait to capitalize. And again, the AFC. A lot of these teams have just been so mediocre for so long that the, the door is open if there is a team that has that elite quarterback-coach combo to just dominate the conference. Can't Don't see it in the NFC, but you see, you've seen it in the AFC since basically the turn of the century. I think if you look at the great teams, the first thing those teams are able to do is dominate the division. Mm-hmm. Those are six free wins right there. You basically start – you start the season knowing, okay, we're at least going to win five to six games. That yeah. is the standard, basically. And then you go through, you look at, okay, well, we're playing this other division. We're playing two of these teams suck. There you go. There's seven, eight wins. I mean, you just keep adding up these wins that are almost like automatics sure. for these teams. No matter how, no matter like on their level of good, like, you know, maybe the Chiefs have a little bit of a down year, but they're still good. They're still going to win their division games. That's what good teams do. They win their division games. And that's what the Chiefs uh, do. That's what the Pats did. I wasn't alive for for the Niners, but I'm sure when the Niners had their run, that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. This is they are the Patriots, and I'm never going to doubt them. This was a shitty stretch for them, but they're going to find their way back easily. Um, let's move to probably the second best game of the day. Um, best feel good story in my opinion. Josh Dobbs comes in. After he gets off the plane, walks into the stadium, he's the backup. Starter goes out. They say, Dobbs, you're fucking in, dude. And he wins the game. He's Superman. And you can't help but think. The 2017 Vikings lost their starter midway through the season. Case Keenum came in, and he took them to the NFC Championship. Now, this Vikings team was 0-3 to start the season. They're 5-4 and now. They're 4-1 in their last five i mean is it possible can we look at that team and say hey you know josh dobbs might be the guy to get them there well josh dobbs is uh undefeated all time in postseason games he's zero and zero kirk cousins <laughs> has what one postseason win as viking quarterback i don't know i mean the bar now is so low and you, you bring in Josh Dobbs. The numbers weren't great. I mean, and early on, it was pretty ugly. He gave up a safety. It was a sack mm-hmm. early in the game. It was like 5-3. Then it was 8-3. It was 11-3. It was like this, this did not profile as the game of the day or one of the games of the day. But uh, but the Vikings, you know what? The Vikings went out. They got Cam Akers, and he, had, he hasn't really done all that much. But he actually got a sack today. 
<laughs> trying to throw a pass. Um, but <laughs> the Vikings now, they win a close game. They come from behind on the road. Here's the thing. The Lions are, what, 6-2, and 7-2, and 6-2, and two, I think? Or have, um, a bye, or have a bye week? They are on their bye this week. It looks it looked like the Lions were just going to coast to the division, but the Lions and Vikings have yet to face each other. So there's a chance that the Vikings can actually make a race of the NFC North. And, uh, and I think it's a great story for Josh Dobbs because you know what? As bad as the Cardinals' record was, Dobbs didn't play terribly there, you know? He's got a win against no. Dallas under his belt. Of course, it's the Cardinals' only win. And he has a win now in his first start as a Viking. And I, I just look at the other side, and this was such an Atlanta loss. If you say, well, Josh Dobbs comes in, he wins his first start. Who is it against? Oh, it was Atlanta, and they had a lead late in the game. All right, of course they did. Well, this is the, this is the Spider-Man meme, the, the pointing Spider-Man meme. Yeah. Because these two franchises are the exact same. Pretty much. I mean, you're right. I mean, they've never, neither have won a Super Bowl. Of course, they these teams met to produce one of the great championship games of all time before your time, 1998. Um, Gary Anderson missed field goal game. The Vikings were 15 and one and, and ended up, uh, you know, losing. A lot of people think of that as one of the greatest teams that didn't win a Super Bowl. Atlanta, of course, went on and got their butts kicked by Denver. But the Falcons, like this was such an opportunity for them in, a, in an NFC South where first place was 500 going into this game. Taylor Heineke comes in, through one bad interception that kind of turned the game. And I, they just, I don't know, the Falcons just don't know what to do with a lead. And it felt yeah. like they were, they had this game on multiple occasions and, uh, I can't, I mean, I really didn't take them seriously before this game, but had they won it, they're five and four and they're in the thick of it in the NFC South. I'd say, oh, you know, and I like Heineke, you know, as I do, but this was just a big missed opportunity for Atlanta. So, yeah, this is a game that you look back on. If Atlanta misses out by a game, you look back on it and say, this was the game. Yeah. I mean, you look at, the backups in, obviously, the Vikings' original backup was in. You knock him out. Usually, that's a death blow for most teams. I mean, at this point, they're on the third-string quarterback, which is Josh Dobbs. And I was excited when Minnesota got him. He's going to have some better weapons. Um, K.J. Osborne did leave the game, but Alexander Madison had a big game today. And then when you get Jefferson back, assuming he's going to want to come back, um, that's going to be another weapon for him. But, you know, Atlanta, you're, you're a game back now when you could be tied. And it was the most Atlanta way to lose. Um, the only other team I think you compare them to is the Chargers when, when the Chargers and the Falcons played a few years ago. Yeah, uh, but these that, two. That's the Spider-Man meme, yeah. Yeah. This is the NFC Spider-Man meme. And right. I, I would love to see them play again in the NFC Championship just because for my own sick mind, it'd be hilarious. Um, but now you're, five, you're a five-loss Atlanta team. At this point, if you have five losses, it's – you're not you're probably not winning a division you have to really think about that i mean i don't know if you're gonna win that division even if it's the nfc south that's gonna be a tough one to win um so this is the one you miss out on that's just it's gonna be tough to swallow uh john U. smith was also the leading receiver when you have three first round picks on offense and arthur smith is this offensive genius yeah right come on man get get three of those guys in the mix 
like Tyler Algier, Algier I think was their leading uh, rusher today. Yep. Just no, refusal uh, yeah. to use those guys. I'm uh, no Bijan Robinson was, but he got 11 carries. Tyler Algier got 12. So why are you giving him t- more carries than Brian Robin or Bijan Robinson? I don't get it. Uh, not much to talk about in this game. Browns Cardinals. I was playing against the Browns defense and in our fantasy league. <laughs> defense is ranked really high. Um, we have it weighted pretty a, a lot of points. So they had 94 points in our fantasy league. So I'm fucked. Fuck the Cardinals because I've lost. But there's not really much else. I mean, Deshaun Watson is back, but who really cares? Right. He did. If, I thought he'd be rusty, but it didn't matter. I mean, he had a touchdown pass that was tipped up in the air and then went right to his uh, right to Amari Cooper. And um, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals are awful. I'd never heard of Clayton Toon before today. I didn't know that was a real person. 58 yards passing, two interceptions. Um, I think Kyler Murray should probably be playing quarterback. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Mm. Browns are five and three. The Browns are five and three. And uh, they're just like the Steelers, I think. They're kind of overachieving. Yeah, they're in it. They're in it. I, I keep wanting to say it's the midway point in the season, but I forget that play 17 games now. So it's not quite well, 18 point. weeks, 18 weeks, right? Midway so point. week nine. Sure. But um, yeah, the Browns did what they had to do. Yeah, that's it. Um, Rams Packers. I don't know who watched this game. I barely saw it on red zone today. Uh, Packers 20 Rams three. I mean, Jordan Love had a good game. Packers are three and five, so you're really not doing much. Yeah, they ran a lot. I mean, they they put up a lot of yards of offense against the Rams, which they should. Brett Rippon, I mean, the Rams, I don't know. They probably need a better backup quarterback. Last year they were going with um, a guy Bryce Perkins played, and Brett Rippon, come on. Son son or nephew of Super Bowl winner Mark. I always forget. I don't think it's the son. Yeah, it was ugly. I mean, Packers outgained him by over 200 yards. but you know, like again, it's a three and five. Like you said, five win, five losses. You're you're probably done. But like, it's always that glimmer of hope at three and five because the Packers are like the NFC Steelers, right? They could always overachieve, and for no reason, you blink and they yeah. be like seven and seven, and right in it with three games to go. I don't know. It's gonna be a tough one for the Packers. Um, I think they are actually now closer to a playoff spot than what to uh to the first pick so yeah that's promising for Packers fans I guess um the other thing is it really makes you think about how difficult it is to play quarterback in the NFL when there's a guy Brett Rippon who I mean you've never heard of him and he is horrible same thing with the Cardinals two guys you've literally never heard of and they were just so bad I don't know it just makes me think it's a lot harder than anybody else thinks. Well, Brett Rippon played a little bit with Denver. I actually had heard of him then. And that's why I couldn't believe he's still playing because that there's gotta be somebody better out there. I mean, Clayton Toon might've done a good job. Carson Wentz is out there. I I don't, I know. I mean, he's, he's gotta be better. He has to be better than Clayton Toon or Brett Rippon. Yeah. Can't imagine he's not. Um, All right. Saints bears. Nobody wanted to win this game. Well, actually, the Saints really didn't want to win this game. I felt like they had this thing wrapped up about four different times in the fourth quarter, and they just kept giving the bar, the Bears the ball back, and the Bears couldn't do anything with it towards the end. Yeah, the the, the Bears ultimately had, what, the three interceptions they threw and yeah. lost a couple fumbles. I mean, they, it was 
a lot of turnover. I mean, the fact that the fact that New Orleans forced five turnovers and still only beat the Bears by a touchdown. That's a loss. I mean, it should be a loss. Should be a loss. Yeah. I mean, the Bears hung in there as much as you probably could have expected. And um, this was, I think, the biggest or tied or second biggest spread of the week, right? And and I guess the Bears technically covered the spread. Um, they had more first downs. They had more yards than the Saints. I mean, talk about uninspired. But, you know, still, the Saints are the one that comes out of this five and four, and the Falcons come out four and five and the Vikings are obviously better team than the bears, but you know, at least the saints as much as they suck today did not squander the opportunity. They scored more points in the opposition and they are in first place as a result. So say what you will, but they're smiling at the end of the day. It's, it's hard to win the NFL. I'll say that it's It's hard hard to win. win. It's easy to win the NFC South. Yeah. Uh, Another dud happy game for you. You love this game. Ravens 37, Seahawks 3. I'm going to say something that might not make you so happy. Um, The Ravens really haven't played anybody that I think is a bona fide contender. Um, The Lions, I think that was their big. The Lions, you know, if I would say this. If that's the thing you're hanging on to, it's not bad. But I want to see them, and they don't play the Eagles or, or the Chiefs. Um, and then you're not, I mean, you see the Bengals, but we know what division matchups are. Those things are all over the place. You really can't get a tell on a team by a division matchup. I got to see the Ravens beat the Chiefs or the Eagles, which, I mean, you could see them in the playoffs. That's a perfect time to beat them. The Ravens' upcoming schedule is very, very tough. They've got Cleveland and Cincy. They've got the two L.A. teams, which is Division battles are tough. Right. A little bit of a reprieve with the L.A. team sandwiched around a bye. But then Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami, Pittsburgh to close the season. So, um, yes, from a schedule standpoint, I mean, look, they beat they beat Houston in week one. It wasn't they weren't them yet. They beat the Bengals in week two and they were struggling early. So timings worked out a little bit. They beat the Browns without Deshaun Watson, um, Tennessee. We've established. Right. So, yeah, I mean, the Ravens in terms of like quality of wins and of course they lost to your Colts. And lost, and I'm not saying they're bad. That's not no, what I'm saying. No, it's hard to tell. And and they looked like they mostly beat up Arizona last week, but they let it get close, really for no reason at yeah. the end. I mean, they end up winning that game by seven points. They've been really good at home the last couple games. In fact, I mean, they've been good at home every game except for the Indianapolis game. But they ran the ball down Seattle's throat. <sighs> today i mean 298 yards now granted lamar had 60 of those but the other 238 were from well 230 were from running backs tyler huntley had eight yards late in garbage time and um the defense i mean to, to me that's what really stood out today is that and uh remember i mentioned uh, kyle van noy two more sacks i mean the guys found the fountain of youth the ravens know how to get yeah. these these old guys to come through for him on defense Geno Stone picked off Geno Smith. It was a really good day for the Ravens' defense as much as it was for the offense. It was a good all-around win. But again, will Jackson stay healthy? Will the Ravens be consistent? Will they beat good teams? Yeah, there's still a lot of questions. But 7-2, and two, tied for the best record in the AFC. So I think, I think this is a big year for John Harbaugh. I've been kind of one of the people saying, like, it's not even that Harbaugh's a bad coach. I mean, I have my problems with him, but 
he's just been there for so long. This is year 16. Sometimes you just want a new voice. Mm-hmm. If he can get the Ravens back into what feels like more of a championship level, at least, you know, because in recent years, it might have been Jackson being hurt or the defense hasn't been that good. Um, it, it's exciting to see, but it's only the first half. And like, like I said, schedule gets much, much tougher. And we'll start yeah. next week with the Browns. Now, I'm going to say two things, two points. One, the Ravens, they are not a bad – I'm not saying they're a bad football team whatsoever. I don't want anybody to misconstrue that. They are a good football team. They are being talked about in the media as the best football team in the league, which I think is a little crazy yeah. based on based on who they play. Now, I know they beat those two good teams up, but I can't say that until they go in and beat a perennial Super Bowl candidate, one one team that we know will be in the conference title game at least. We know they're going to be there. And that, I mean, there's only two, so it's kind of difficult to do that. Um, the other thing is the Ravens are suddenly – getting very good this year. Now, your head coach is quite close with the head coach of Michigan, who recently got really, really good. But now it's come out that there's a little bit of a cheating scandal. Is is Connor Stallions also working with the Ravens? <laughs> no comment. I just want to get that into the media. I just, I would love to just create headlines. Just, just create that. That's good. It, creating headlines is good for the show. Um, but seriously, I give my props to the Ravens. Seahawks are a great offensive football team and holding them to three points, especially like holding down DK Metcalf is, isn't a, just an accomplishment on its own. Um, yeah. So congrats to the Ravens. I'm not, not shitting on them whatsoever. I'm asking reasonable questions, um, especially about Connor Stallions. Uh, <laughs> Texans 39 Buccaneers 37 the this is the greatest game I've ever seen from a rookie quarterback both stat wise and just nuts of steel the Texans are now four and four couple games back of the Jacksonville Jaguars now their defense or their offensive line is still a problem it's a major issue that needs to be addressed in the offseason um and the Buccaneers, I mean, Todd Bowles is a defensive-minded head coach. He gave up 39 points to the Texans, and especially he did the thing that I hate, 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 hate. On the final drive of the game, he dropped into prevent, and you could just read it on everyone's faces that the Texans were going to go down and score a touchdown. That's exactly what they did. I couldn't believe it, but at the same thing, at the same time, I could. Because they, I mean, the Bucs were just letting them do it. Right. I mean... I'm surprised that the Bucks were even like able to battle back and score. This was a, this was a crazy game. This was the best game of the day. It was. And, um, you know, I could have told you that the Bucks three and one start, I think it was three and one wasn't going to last. Yeah. They were going to start to fade. I mean, uh, but CJ Stroud, man, that's kind of one of those games where it's like your first year, your first round pick or, you know, set what second pick in the draft. And everyone wants to see you do something really big. 470 yards, five touchdowns, game winner. Um, they had 300 yard receivers. I mean, just like an absurd game. Yeah. What what a fun game. And I'm just saying, you know, hey, D'Amico Ryans is doing a great job. He's doing a great job. They're four and four. They only won three games all last year. 
Um, Todd Bowles, I mean, yeah, kind of messed He's up. He's got to go. He's got to he go. Does. He does, although, but no, in fairness, nobody is going to make this team, you know, what they were three years ago when Brady. No, absolutely him. not. But I think what they have right now, you you have to tear it down. I think they think they can salvage it. I think they say, oh, well, Brady isn't here. That's fine. We can. No, Tom Brady is a different animal. You can't go get another quarterback and maybe add another piece and say, okay, we're the same. You can't. I'm sorry. That's just, you got to tear the whole thing down, fire bowls, and, you know, maybe make them your DC again. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But the Texans have restocked the cupboard. They've got some talent, and it starts with C.J. Stroud. And uh, they're a fun team. But I know you don't want to see a team in the AFC South be necessarily a good team. But Houston is going to be – Houston will be a problem. As I say, Houston will not have a problem anymore. They will be a problem. Yeah, um, the AFC South is going to be really good. Yeah, and I'm all here for it it's because about time. that was that's been the yeah. worst division in the time. league for a very long time. Um, I honestly don't have much more to say about this game because it was so good. I think yeah, anybody listening to this probably saw the ending of that game, and you know how good it was. Or you can go fucking watch it on YouTube. I don't know. Um, Colts Panthers. Well, you know the Colts. The Colts won. It, it wasn't a most beautiful thing in the world they had two defensive touchdowns Kenny Moore had two pick sixes um but our offense looked horrible uh I would love to see them run the ball to Taylor Moore he is really starting to find his footing um I'm I've been okay with Shane Steichen lately I think Chris Ballard saved his job today um I I thought if the Colts lost to the Panthers and the Pats you know the Frank Reich led Panthers and the Pats when they're really bad in a standalone game, I thought Ursay would fire him in Germany. He would leave him in Germany, not even give him his fucking passport and say, figure your own way home. Um, I think he did save his job for the time being. I think it's, it's really coming down. I, I think he'll have a job for another year. Um, he really needs to address the cornerback position. It's being, it's an issue. Tony Brown. I, I feel for the guy. He's a good special teams guy. This, this defense is just not, they're just not good enough. Um, they really aren't. You know, the Panthers, the two drives, or the two pick sixes, the Panthers were driving the ball as well. So that was like a 28-point swing right there. Um, the, I think Gus Bradley is just not a good defensive coordinator. He loves playing that cover three soft bullshit where you don't blitz. You know, you say, we'll give you the, the underneath, but we're not going to let you go over top. That's awesome, but they're going to eat you alive. They are. You get enough five-yard gains, you're going to get first downs and first downs and stuff. So I don't want to bore people with the Colts. Um, Bryce Young looked awful. He did. He did not look good, but he's young. I want to give him time. But congrats to Chris Ballard. You saved your job. The official saved your job of the week award goes to Chris Ballard. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, it's another game where neither quarterback topped 200 yards. It was 100. So they combined to throw for 300 yards. Yeah. I love Minshew. Um He's not the guy. He's yeah. the, the, this Colts team is fun to watch. Uh, they scored. They've scored over twenty points in every single game they played this year. They're the only team to do that. Which, compared to our offense last year, that's a pretty damn good thing. Except our defense has been horrible. We could be seven and one right now, realistically. But hey, two pick sixes by Kenny Moore. Yeah, that's. I love to see Kenny Moore getting back. People are talking shit on Darius Leonard, saying he should be gone. I don't think so. Um, Darius Leonard just get back into it. There's 
you know, he's, he's older. I get it, but you got to give him some time. You know, it's one game and he, before this, he wasn't getting a lot of snaps anyways. So give him time to ramping him up into November and then we'll see where we're at. Uh, Giants Raiders. Congrats to the Raiders. Um, this was the kind of like the Jeff Saturday game last year, except the Raiders were on the right side of it. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously the Raiders famously lost to Jeff Saturday and Matt Ryan last year, Saturday's first game coaching. Um, and the Raiders do the same thing. If the Raiders make the playoffs, should they just hire a head coach every year and then fire him five games into the season? Yeah, I don't know, but they should have kept Rich Bisaccia when he took him to the playoffs in 2021. Yeah. That was just a mistake. Yeah. Josh McDaniels is the, I, I am, I hate Josh McDaniels. I despise him. I'm so glad to see him go. He's just a cocky bastard who has nothing to be cocky about. What has he won? No, that's a, coach. that's a very fair point. That's a very, very fair point. Um, he's been fired twice midseason by AFC West teams now. I, and he, he bailed on the Colts. Um, the bar for the Raiders is set so low, <laughs> he couldn't exceed it. And Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't exceed it. But today, you know, they found a team that's more pathetic. And unfortunately, you know, Daniel Jones, that's, you know, you, you feel for him. And you know, it's just yeah. a big setback season for the for the Giants. You know, some guy, Tommy, might as well be Danny DeVito playing quarterback. Uh, Tommy DeVito, it, famous Goodfellow. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like I said, Danny would probably do as good a job. But um the Aiden O'Connell, you know, he played solid. He played solid today. It's like as as awful as it feels that the Raiders are. They're four and five. They're not. I mean, you would. It just doesn't. It feel like they're like one and eight. They yeah, I feel play. like they are the worst team in football. But there's yeah. a lot of really bad teams. But out there. they're four and five. They had a. They have a pretty darn good running back. I think Josh Jacobs is top ten running back in the league. Maybe even top seven or eight. Um, I don't know what the deal is with Aiden O'Connell. Maybe he'll be decent. Again, maybe the bar is so low. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has a tendency to set the bar low. And yeah, they play in the AFC West, so they got to deal with the Chiefs twice. They haven't. Yeah. I don't think they've played the Chiefs yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, as crazy as it sounds, the, like you said, you, you called it the Jeff Saturday game. The Raiders are—they're in it. They are in it. I don't know what it is, but they are in it. Yeah, it's. Uh... I don't, I don't think the script had the Raiders fans rooting for AOC. So, you know, I didn't think yeah. they would be rooting for AOC this year, but here we are. Um, Cowboys-Eagles, this was the big late game. Game of inches, quite literally. Dak, obviously, didn't make it on the two-point conversion. Um, what the fuck is his name? Their tight end. Uh, mere yeah. inches outside of outside of catching a touchdown yeah, shoemaker. Yeah, that was, I don't understand going for it. Um, kind of, it was like four, you know, it was fourth down They're in field goal range. Um, could have kicked it, you know, it was a 10 or 11 point game. He could have made it an eight point game at that point. Don't get it obviously, but you know, this is, this is the same thing. The Dallas fans are going to make excuses and we're going to do the same dance where they're going to get in the wild card as a wild card team and they're probably going to lose or they're going to find either 49ers or the Eagles and they're going to get their asses kicked in the playoffs. This Cowboys team failed to address two major needs, cornerbacks and wide receiver two. Those were two major needs. They refused to go get them at the deadline. 
and they're going to pay because the Eagles got stronger. The Eagles, that was a gritty win um, for them. They, they, Hertz was limping. They had two corners that were hurt on that final drive. Um, Goddard went down. They, uh, this was a, a gutty win. I mean, and considering, yeah, Dallas always finds a way to lose this, you know, the Eagles are starting to feel like the chiefs a little bit. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, here we go with these two top teams, just sort of steamrolling and they'll play each other in a couple of weeks. It I mean, like you look at Dak's numbers, it's like 374 yards, three touchdowns. And a lot of that, of course, was CD lamb. Although lamb actually didn't get in the end zone. Funny enough, he had 11 for 191. But the Cowboys have just for like three decades now found a way to lose games. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I get it, but I don't get it because it's talent, whatever. But there's so many close calls. I, you're right. I didn't agree with going for it on that fourth down. Um, and it was weird because from the naked eye, it looked like he got it. From the naked eye, it yeah. looked like Prescott got the two-point conversion. Obviously, replay showed that it did, right? It was just like few must have been brutal watching this as a Cowboys fan. Because it, it looked so blatant, it looked like, oh, he definitely got in. There's got no it. question. He got it, and 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 the but his momentum carried him into the end zone, but the knee was down. It was just, and I saw, I forget, I gotta see if I can find it on Twitter, but that last sequence for the Cowboys summed it up so perfectly. Um, they had what were they at the six yard line, and oh, horrible! It, it, it was horrible. like false start, um, sack. Pat, you know, it's a lay of game and then the Hail Mary that was short of the end zone. I, I probably missed the piece in there, but it, just, it it was so ugly. I mean, it was just so like you're at the six yard line. You think, well, if nothing else, and maybe the Cowboys don't score, or the Eagles hold them on three plays, four plays, whatever. But the Cowboys just lost it. And they just the Eagles. I mean, I don't not taking anything away from the Eagles because they won. It's a division game. It's a big game for them. They're up two and a half games in the division. But like. Oh my God, this just Dallas. I, I, I don't know how a team can underachieve the way they do. But um, that, that final that final sequence, they had a 35-yard DPI, and mm-hmm. then Prescott had a 10-yard, let's see. Oh, there was a penalty roughing the passer, so 15 yards added on. Um, right. And then first and 10 from the Philly 25, uh, Lamb had 14 yards. And then first and 10 from the Philly 11, they get a gift encroachment on philly that sends them first and five to the philly six in um let's see oh and then immediate immediate false start i mean it was like oh my god what the fuck are these guys doing and then obviously dak prescott sacked you cannot take a sack there you had 27 seconds you're gonna have four shots at the end zone you can't take a sack and he does because they had no timeouts um prescott then passing complete and then another delay a game, which I called immediately. I was like, oh, delay a game, delay a game. Um, and then, I mean, you have third and 26 at this point. And they actually do complete it to, um, who was it, uh, to, to C.D. Lamb. Um, and then he fumbled, but he couldn't even get in the end zone anyway. So just embarrassing. I mean, if I'm a Cowboy fan, how many more times are, we, are they going to have to keep saying it? Because it's every year, every game. And against Philly, and it was a game they needed, and it was a big swing in the standings where it's two and a half games if, you know, it's two and a half games in the standings if you lose, which they did, or it's a half game. Yeah. And so 
Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if it definitely puts the nail in Dallas's coffin as far as winning the division goes, but it really hurts. They'll play again on Christmas, but it's gonna be if hard Philly to wins, I think if Philly wins on Dallas's bye, that is the nail in the coffin. Yep. Yeah. That'll put it at three. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about the Sunday night game a little well, bit. We, and then we, we'll... we left we left New England on the table. We should throw New England in there. Oh, we did forget about New England. This was um, actually a pretty good game. Yeah, I don't know how I skipped that. Uh, yeah. Commanders 20, Patriots 17. Patriots will be going to Germany next weekend, um, play the Colts. Uh, I actually had the Commanders winning this game. I was kind of shocked that New England was a, a favorite here because the Commanders have been playing okay ball lately. You know, they played the, they played Philly tough. Um, and it just felt like another case of Mac Jones just not being the guy. I actually had New England in this one. I thought they would win. Um, but Sam Howell, like, I mean, he had 325 yards, and he scrambled a few times for big runs. He also threw one horrendous interception for the half, and I thought that was going to do in the commanders because it was it was 14-10 at that point, and New England had, had busted up a couple of big plays for touchdown. I mean, I know that Stevenson had, like, 64-yard run. It, you're right. It feels like Mac Jones is – just holding this team back. I don't, I mean, like, well, there's other issues and Matthew Judon was out today, which didn't help, but I mean, again, especially with the Redskin or the, um, sorry, commanders line. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, I thought, you know, Belichick, there were rumors apparently about him going to the commanders and thought, well, he'd really want to show the commanders that he still got it as a coach, but hard to believe that new England is as bad because it doesn't feel like, they should be that bad. So Mac Jones must be the problem or must be a big problem. Yeah. I mean, I look at their two and seven record and I kind of say to myself, like, is there, are they really two and seven? Maybe it's the logo, but it, I feel like they've been bad at moments, but they've also had moments where they play well. You know, they beat Buffalo. They've played Miami tough. I don't care what the score was last week. They played them tough last week. And Two and seven just doesn't feel like an accurate representation of what this Patriots team really is. Right. But maybe it is because the logo is kind of fooling us. Yeah. That must be uh, it. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about this Sunday night game a little bit. I want to have the conversation about the Bills. Um, right now they're five and three. It's 21-10 at the moment. The Bill, Josh Allen... I've said it before. He can't take over games anymore. Um, and I feel like there's this heavy reliance on throwing the ball to their stars. When this team, Buffalo, I think historically they, they feel like a ground and pound team where, you know, they, they play in Buffalo. I feel like they should be more of a ground and pound team and they failed to go get a running back in the off season. They failed to do it at the deadline. You know, I, I think, Honestly, Zach Moss has showed out to be a really damn good back. And they missed out on him last year when they traded him to Indy. They could have probably come and got him. Um, you know, Zeke's over in New England. There were some calls about him. I just I feel like they're missing out. And this Bills team is just not – they're not what they should be. Yeah, I mean, the Bills, like – it just, I don't know. I don't know what, how do you fix him? There's just a part of me that feels like it really, it's just Josh Allen just isn't that good. Is that like a hot take or is that like an unpot? He just, 
is he really? There's a lot of people that think he's better than Mahomes, which is just not true because he can't do what Mahomes did. No way. No. Josh way. Allen's Josh Allen's biggest accomplishment at this very moment is taking Patrick Mahomes to overtime in the AFC Championship game. Right. And and they would have played the Bengals in that wasn't the AFC Championship game. Or the AFC Divisional. They would have played the Bengals and clearly, I mean, this is People were wondering about that game last year, the Demar Hamlin game, obviously, and it was like, well, but you know, what if Buffalo had won that? They might have had a bye, and well, they they didn't get a bye because they fumbled a snap at their own one yard line against the Vikings, right? Stupid yeah. things. The Bills are a just a stupid football team, and is it coaching? Is it quarterbacking? Is it? Yeah, I mean, they have talent, but are they as talented as people say? Tonight, they've run the ball six times for nineteen yards, and. They're not stopping Burrow at all, really. I mean, they, they Bengals have 21 points at this point. Um, you're right. Maybe they're trying to force things to their big playmakers. It just it feels like when we like we were talking about the Steelers, they win the big moments. They know how to win. The Bills are the opposite. The Bills are much more talented than the Steelers, but they yeah. just they they really tense up in those moments. It, it just feels like. They try to do too much. They don't have this kind of calm to be able to go and execute game-winning drives. I I don't know. I just I think that for them, this has got to be like just a bad case of deja vu. The Bengals are handing it to them, which they handed it to them in the division round. They probably would have handed it to them had they finished that game last year. You know, these are two teams right now going in opposite directions because the Bills started hot, Bengals started cold. Now the Bengals are fine in their groove. They're probably going to be five and three after tonight. Bills are going to be five and four. It's like, you know, right. And last year the Bills were what, 12 and four because they played 16 games. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it may be time to think about a new coach. Maybe, maybe you need like a Dan kind of coach to give that a Buffalo, that toughness that they seem to lack. I don't know. How are the Steelers and the Bills currently tied? That's my biggest question. That is my coaching. I, I believe yeah. it's coaching and it's it's efficient quarterback play versus flashy quarterback play. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody's going to compare Kenny Pickett to Josh Allen, but yeah, if you put Josh Allen on the Steelers, maybe they tone it way down, and maybe we don't see Josh Allen put up the big numbers. Maybe they just teach him like, hey, we're going to teach you just how to how to manage the game. I hate to say game manager. It's not like Roethlisberger was a game manager per se, but they knew how to use him and how to how to produce good results in clutch situations. I, I really I don't know about Sean McDermott at this point. I mean, people like him as a guy. I'm sure he's a great guy, but I, I don't know. They just don't have that toughness. They need toughness. The Bills, they do. They lack it. Yeah, um, if the Bengals win tonight, which I'm going to assume they are, yeah. uh, they yeah. will move into that seven spot in, in the playoffs. So be just behind Cleveland um, because of tiebreakers. But the entire AFC North will be in the playoffs by the end of tonight. Um, that is, again, assuming the Bengals win. Uh, they'll be five and three. Buffalo will move to five and four. If you're Buffalo, you're five and four. I mean, you're you're with the likes of – the Saints right now, the Vikings, and that's it. So I think that's a big cause for concern. Um, I think they're also waiting on Von Miller. I think Von Miller is going to be the big pass rush um, 
piece that they're they've been missing and if they yeah, get back hurt. to full strength mm-hmm. that's going to be big to help their defense but they still need to be able to run the ball great football teams run the ball and play good defense in in january and february and december really and if they can't do that they're not going to survive um all right quick quick monday night preview and then we'll get out of here um we did run a little late uh but um chargers jets people are saying the jets are gonna win this game i don't you know it's the chargers right i I keep trying to tell myself it's the chargers they are not good at anything but they win games somehow but they can't be three and five i think it's hard for them to be three and five right now i think you know the zach wilson hype is at its peak um i think it's gonna drop to be honest and i think I think the Chargers are going to take this one by by two scores. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like both teams should be four and four. But then again, I thought New England should have three wins and Washington shouldn't have four. So the theory doesn't always work. Yeah, the Chargers are in prime time again. Uh, but they're playing in MetLife, and MetLife is like recipe for the worst games <laughs> ever on prime time. Yeah, yeah, well, the – that is true. Maybe we're due for a good game. Finally. I think we've had like six games at MetLife in primetime this year. Well, the Chiefs Jets was actually ended up being pretty good. That was good. And, and um, they actually, these teams have not met in three years. The Chargers beat the Jets in LA in 2020. The, uh, the Jets defense has just come up really big this year. It, it did, you know, they had the Buffalo game and the first week of the year and they they did a good job for the most part against Mahomes. They get some bad calls in that game and did a great job against Philly. I mean their Jets are four and three and they're the only team to beat the Eagles. I so badly want to pick the Jets and I so badly love just seeing the Chargers be the Chargers. But you're right. I, there's like a feeling that the Chargers are supposed to win this game and people are picking them and they're favored and the Jets are the team that's actually overachieving here. And as usual the Chargers are underachieving. Um, I mean, it's weird. The Chargers are in prime time two weeks in a row. Like, I get it. They're a sexy team, but do we have to watch them on two straight, you know, nighttime games? Like, Actually, is it three? Was it three? I think they played Dallas two weeks ago on Monday Night Football. Um, Was that two weeks or three weeks ago? Because I, I think it was week six. No, it Maybe. was it was it was it was uh, week six, yeah, week seven. That was oh. um, I don't know what my math was doing there. <laughs> in Minnesota, no, the the Chargers played the Chiefs at thirty-one to seventeen. Yes, so, but you're right. Three, I mean, three out of four. <laughs> it's just way too much. Too much Chargers. A lot of Jets too. Of course, thought Aaron Rodgers would be the guy, but um, Rodgers, yeah, Rodgers might come back. Maybe, maybe. I mean, there's no way that there's ever going to be a scenario where they won't just put him right back in there. I mean, even if the Jets are like nine and three with Zach Wilson, it'll everyone will say, well, it'll be because of the defense or because of Robert Sala or because of, you know, the receivers. It won't be because of Zach Wilson. So, you know, Rodgers doesn't have to worry about how much the Jets win. He's still got his job. But um, yeah, this is a big, this is a big game for the Chargers, though. Because, yeah, if you fall to three and five, you're really. Facing an uphill battle for 
postseason spot. But all of a sudden, at the moment, technically, the Chargers are behind the Raiders in the standings, and they're only a half game up on Denver in Oof. as far as being behind the Chiefs in the AFC West. And so it's a, it, yeah, this is, it's, you know, it's an important game for the Jets too, obviously, but it feels like more of a must win for the Chargers. It really does. And uh, so I would lean towards taking the Chargers, but I never trust them. I, I never trust them. I know that's, that's why I'm, that's why I'm like so against it because I just feel like if they're expected to win, they're never going to win. You know, right. um, that's just the Charger way. They're favored, yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. Tickets are as low as $50 for a Monday night game. So, mm. and it's supposed to only be 49 degrees. So, not bad for <laughs> especially, you know, I mean, I don't know how it's $50. That'd be awesome. Um, but yeah, this is uh, not a, not going to end on a good note. I have a feeling it's going to, I think it's going to be a dud of a game, but at least it's not going to be Bears, Bears Chargers. <laughs> No more bears. Yeah, I don't want to see them ever again. Um, all right, well, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to catch uh, my Tech Mobile stream. It's the AFC Championship, and I'll also be showing the whole NFC Championship. It's Niners and Bears. I just said I don't want to ever see the Bears again. Well, I might have to see them in the Super Bowl. And uh, we're playing the Raiders, Bo Jackson and the Raiders, so that's going to be a very difficult game, um, especially my run defense was, like, third worst in the league this year, so – um, but, you know, we'll get a dub. Uh, Wednesday night, 8 p.m., big game. Be ready. It's going to be on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, shit, YouTube, and chaoticleantalent.com. Um, and then we also, me, Michael, and Curtis Brown from the AFC South Show will be doing a, like, midseason report card for the NFL. Um, so check that out probably Tuesday or Wednesday morning. Hey, we um, did we we did well when we made our midseason baseball picks. We both had the Rangers in the World Series. We did, yeah. We we so, can't forget about that. Everyone can't forget about that. I had them winning the series in five. It was probably about the only series they got right all postseason. But <laughs> give the best for last. Yeah, go Rangers. Can you take yes. me higher? Yes, yes. Love oh, you know, it's too bad they didn't play the Phillies in the World Series. It would have really led in nicely to this Dallas Philly thing today. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Whew. I wish that they the Major League Base the NFL should have paid Major League Baseball just to rig it, just to the have Phillies. the Phillies Rangers play up to a Game Seven Saturday night, and then the Cowboys Eagles just cap the weekend off in style. Oh man, now I mean the the city would be buzzing, it, both cities would be buzzing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, thank you all for watching. Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, comment the whole thing, and we will see you next week.